0: Brotherhood, multiplication, restoration. We are Sin Network. We're a family planting churches together. Journey with us as we hear from church planters all across North America, discovering what it really takes to plant churches everywhere for everyone. This week, I'm with Hayden Ratner in Las Vegas, Nevada to talk about Walk Church. So before we go to your space, you know, talking to me a little bit about the neighborhood.
1: Yeah, this right here is South Henderson, Las Vegas. I grew up just down the street here, and uh, it's a little bit more of a suburban part of the city, um, yet continues to just become more diverse uh, and feels very urban in in many ways at the same time. So it's a it's a very Melting pot part of the city. I mean, when a
0: lot of times when people think about like um, Vegas, they think about the Strip. How far are we from there?
1: Yeah, we're about a 10-minute freeway drive from the Strip. Okay. How diverse is this area? This area uh, is is really diverse. Um, I, our city, wherever you go, you're gonna feel that. There's there's no real majority feeling here in. In the city, I can speak from experience on that. Just growing up here, um, from elementary school to middle school, uh, there's all, I've, I've never known of a majority context uh, in in the school systems. So, whether that was Hispanic, African American, yeah. white, Asian, um, just seemed to be a, a strong mixture. I grew up with all those people. Yeah. Um, And so coming up right here on the right-hand side, this is actually the middle school that I went to. And this is where our church meets at right now. It's called Schofield. Okay. And, um, man, it's been really a a strong redemption story. Uh, Went to this school as a 7th and 8th grader, played middle school basketball here. I think the best is still yet to come with what God's going to do at the school that I I grew up in.
0: Yeah, man, that's, that's what's up. Just... Being here, I mean, is it kind of a, a nostalgia just going from, you know, being, going to school here, learning kind of like your first life in a sense, right. basketball, where you found your love and your heart and now ministering yeah. in the same place and kind of where your new love and your new passion
1: yeah.
0: Um, is? Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's all coming together. It's uh, it's something that God in His sovereignty and His providence, using some big words there, just yeah. seems to know what He's doing. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons why I love the name Walk in Him for Walk Church is as long as we just keep walking in Him, He'll keep living His life through us. Like yeah. Jesus has so much more in store for the city. One of the things that was cool this year was I, I, my wife and I and our, and our two boys, we walked to the school for our church's annual Trunk or Treat. And man, that was a really cool time, just kind of pushing the stroller with our one-year-old, our other son walking dressed up and, and we're telling people in our neighborhood as we walk by like, hey, we're going to Trunk or Treat right here at the school. And people say, hey, we're gonna we're gonna join you there. We're gonna get ready right now. So I love doing ministry in the community that our church is already in. But one thing that is specific to Las Vegas is that we don't have a culture where people go to church. Yep. There's no expectation. On Sundays growing up right here on this on this street, there goes a little sign for our church right there. Oh, there it is. Yeah, man. Um, but growing up here at, at Schofield, this is Silverado High School right here where I went to, I never woke up on a Sunday morning and ever even had a thought. I can't remember a Sunday morning I woke up and ever thought, you know what? I think I'm gonna go to church. I can remember being here at the school, walking around this track, you know, with with a bunch of homies, just talking about life, you know? Yeah. What, what's that gonna look like? What's that gonna be? Um, what are your dreams and aspirations? If someone would have said, you're gonna come back and plant a church right here, I would have told them they're absolutely crazy. Mm. And that's a cool testimony on what God yes, can do. Use their testimony. What's the long-term plan? I mean, are you going to try to find a facility? Are you going yeah. to stay in the school? Like, what, what are you thinking? Yeah, we're going to stay in the school uh, until a miracle happens. Yeah, And that's that's from my understanding, is that the school has been such a good place for us. We believe the school is a, a God-given partner that the Lord has placed us in to be a blessing and not a burden, that God has given us for a mission field at the same time. And we're, we're taking serious that Luke 10 call, when God gives you gives you favor somewhere, stay. Um, so there's a lot of different worship paganism in our city, but the predominant one is the Mormons, man. Yeah. They are out in full effect, door-to-door, deceiving people left and right. Mm. And that's one of the reasons why door-to-door doesn't work is because it's been so, yeah. you know, miss Misused.
0: We are in Vegas. Yeah. Hey, thanks for finally inviting me yep. here. I mean, yep. it took you long enough, a couple years, but um, we've been waiting for um, you to come. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm, I'm here, here in your spot, getting the yeah. chances. What, what do you use this space for?
1: This right here is our ministry office. Everything outside of Sunday happens here. So worship team, prayer nights, cubicles for our staff to gather um student ministry things like that if we're not in the city somewhere we're probably here doing some type of ministry um was formerly a, a vietnamese market and just mm. prayer driving down the street we outgrew coffee shops and the homes just needed some space to think and meet and do other things and uh, god in his kindness drew me here this is an yeah. area of town that i grew up in yeah and um got into a com- contact with this guy and we were able to lease it from him and now it's ours so
0: that's interesting because i mean you said it's an area of town that you grew up in and that's that's few and far between yeah and so when you talk about the area of town we're talking about this is where you went to middle school high school yep. all of that was here right so you right. Were, you're in you're in the neighborhood that you're ministering yeah and that you grew up in like i've never had to really interact with people that i that knew me yeah like when i was doing dirt Right. So, but for you, you had that, and now
1: like you're Mm -hmm. going back, and now you're inviting them to church. I mean, is that how has that been for you? Uh, You know, it's been really awesome because I think that in in the city of Las Vegas, we do fake really well. Mm. I mean, we got a fake Luxor, Egypt. We got a fake New York. We got a fake Paris. Mm. We got a fake Venice. We got enough of that. We want something real. And so me coming back and having a genuine relationship with Jesus, faith that actually has legs to it, walk, yeah. um, was attractive to people. Hasn't completely turned into a church attendance or different people getting saved at the number that I like to see it, but yeah. it's definitely happening. And we never, there's yeah. never like right, the right, 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 right. Right. we like to
0: see it. Yeah, yeah,
1: but man, it's been great. Yeah. Just people seeing that authenticity and and going beyond just a honeymoon stage with Jesus to actually, this is my lifestyle as a follower of Christ. And that's for myself and my Mm -hmm. wife who also grew up here. Um, And I I just, to just speak on her calling story just really quick, when we felt called to church planning back in Las Vegas, she struggled with that for that reason. I don't wanna go back to where my past is, how people know me, I got a story, you got a story, can't we start something fresh? And it was really a Bible study I was doing one night on John 4 woman at the well testimony and how Jesus uses this woman to go back to her home to bring people to Jesus, mm-hmm. kind of release freedom into her life. And she said, like, you know what? If God can use that woman, he can use me. And mm-hmm. that confirmed calling on her to ch- to plant this church alongside me. So yeah. it was so good, man.
0: Man, that's awesome, man. Yeah. You know, a lot of times when I go and I visit different church planters, you know, people always talk about, man, my city is the most strategic city. And let me tell you why. Yeah. Right. Why is Vegas a strategic city to reach in the kind of the largest scale of things?
1: I think Vegas is the greatest city in the world, uh, and there's a few reasons why. Um, It's a multicultural city, very diverse. There's a melting pot. The nations are in this city. Mm. Over 42 million people visit Las Vegas every year, second behind uh, Manhattan, New York City. And part of the reason is because there's so much life here in the city. Las Vegas is so much bigger than just one strip of hotels and lights, but man, let's celebrate that as well—not the yeah. sin that's glorified there. Sin City? No, do not, you, know, you call it? You don't call it Sin City. No, really? a, lot, a lot of people say it's city of sin. We say it's the city of Him. Because okay. God is at work and on display in so such a real way. Is that original? That's an original. Did yeah, that's that, that you do. Can I? You can tweet that. Okay, yep. I yep. I, I want the credit for it right. in Jesus right. name. In Jesus name. Um, okay. but can think you about, get
0: credit in Jesus name?
1: Uh Not nah. giving him the credit. Something like that. Yeah. There's there's actually been no greater time in the city of Las Vegas where. Uh, Houses are being built, apartment complexes shooting up all over the place, but we're not planting churches at the rate that our city's growing, which uh, creates for a real desperation, a real need for more people to be raised up and come out here and give their lives to church planting in the city. Okay. Well, I mean, that's
0: good. I mean, you know, you know your city, so because I've always wondered like, Someone who's indigenous, because yeah. sometimes like, man, I know my city. I don't need to, like, right. go study it, you know, yeah. versus me. When I went to Atlanta, like, I got on the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Mm-hmm. I read newspaper, Atlanta History Museum. Yeah. Did you ever do that for, like, Vegas, or did you just kind of go off? I mean, I grew up here. I know Vegas.
1: Uh, you know, I think it's a both-and. Mm. Uh, I didn't have to learn the culture, learn the city in coming back because we when I want to say coming back home this is this is home for yeah, me it's home, this home specifically this neighborhood um, yeah totally and so it's very it felt very organic and fresh yet at the same time I continue to gain an appreciation for this city um, even the send network we had a gathering recently of in the, in the Las Vegas area the, yeah. we went to the mob museum which is in kind of Northtown, and i'm learning about the history of the mob that kind of had some foundational roots here in Las Vegas. Hmm. Some some crazy so gang stuff. So
0: you didn't know that before?
1: I mean, I knew there there was some like remnants of that, but I I never like dug hmm. deep into it. Like like that's a lot of people that kind of ran the street. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I saw this
0: Goodfellas. Of, Isn't Goodfellas like
1: yeah, Goodfellas Vegas, casino you know, like all those. Yeah, yeah, I mean yeah, that was you know pre saved Not but, that we know. condone that. Yeah, yeah, it's, but, it's happening. Well,
0: okay, since you're you're good and you you learned about the mob, other yeah, yeah. things. Here's some other things that you may not have known. I did some research on okay, your Okay, come city. on, give it to me. All right, um, did you know that you have the 12th worst quality of air? Wow! According to your own, your own Mac, that's according to the Las Vegas Sun newspaper in, wow. two, in 2018.
1: I did not know that, but I I could uh, potentially believe that for sure. Okay, um, mm-hmm.
0: did you know? that there's a three-way tie for the most diverse campus is here. That's right, did you, I did, did you know, know that. that. Yep, UNLV. You know that? Okay, I'm glad. Um, did you know suicide? Where would you put yourself? Suicide rates.
1: Mm. Uh, I'm gonna put us close to the top of that list as one of the most- yeah. Top five. Top five, top yeah. five. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Broken. That is, that. It
0: is, it's the, the yeah. brokenness. Um, this is, I think is you know, it's also because I'm married interracially. Yeah. Because you know it's the second highest rate of interracial marriages.
1: No, but that is off the chain, man. Praise the Lord. I didn't know that, but I'm going to go ahead and boast in that number. See, I'm,
0: I'm helping you as a church I player. I need so, that. Like, I need that help. Helping you shape your ministry, yeah. do all that. I'm doing that. I'm doing your research for you. I receive it. You are out of school. Mm-hmm. And you're doing ministry out of school. Did any of that kind of play into
1: the fact that you decided to be in a school? Uh, A little bit. Uh, It was more so for us. We just needed a location to meet. We were kind of in a burden, like, man, God, we got to launch our church publicly, and we need a location. And it was while just doing some prayer driving that the Lord said, check out your old school. Go back to where Mm -hmm. you used to sin at and see if I got a redemption story for you. And he just opened the door there. The principal... Um, met with me for 30 seconds. Um, she had, didn't have a good experience with churches, so I looked at her in the eyes, and I said, we're gonna be a blessing, not a burden. Mm-hmm. And she gave us three months, and we were that for her, we didn't mess it up. She said, I'll give you another six months. And again, we, we we stayed true to our word there, and now we've been meeting at the school for about three and a half years, and our relationship has went through the roof yeah. at the school, and we, we try to live that motto, blessing yeah. over burden. That's a
0: unique choice of words that you use. I mean, yeah. was that, like blessing overburden, was that God-led? Like, yeah. why did you lead with that?
1: Yeah, that, that was more circumstance-led. I was trying my hardest for us to find a location to meet at when we launched our church in September 2015. I called storefronts, other schools, you know, warehouses, mm-hmm. real estate, and everyone that I spoke to at some point said, we don't wanna deal with church because churches are a burden. And they said, churches don't pay on time. They have the God excuse. They have all types of different, we don't wanna kick a church out because they're not staying true to their word and their burden. We'd rather just not deal with it, it's too burdensome. Yeah. And when I met with Principal Nep and finally got a, a meeting with her, that's what I wanted to assure because Jesus tells us in Luke 10, he says, when you go to a city, announce to that city, the kingdom is here and peace has come. And that sounds to me like blessing, Yeah. you know? And I, we wanna release blessing into the place that God's given us. And, and not only that, he says, and when you have that favor, stay there. And we've been there, and we've released blessing into the school, and they have in turn blessed us. Yeah, so yeah. what are some ways? You
0: said you release blessings. Mm-hmm. Like for people, you know, yeah. like, yeah, yeah. Our, like we're trying to always engage in our schools mm-hmm. and in our district and yeah. those types of things. What are some ways that you have been a blessing, you know, practically?
1: uh, Just being very upfront with what that looks like for us with Principal um, Nep there at the school. I told her that we would like to bless the teachers with a cookout one day, and we're gonna provide all the food and everything that's needed to make this happen. And here's what we're not gonna do. We're not gonna give out invite cards. We're not going to try to share the gospel sneakily. We're not going to try to have an agenda for this time, but to bless you. Mm-hmm. And I knew she was already thinking about those things. Mm-hmm. So that kind of set the tone, like, okay, we're on the same page. I asked her if we could wear our church shirts. And she was like, not right now. And we totally own that, respected that, mm-hmm. right? And I remember uh, the teachers going through saying, like, man, this is one of the best dogs, one of the best burgers I ever ate. We got multiple different cheeses of selection, right? But what happened in that moment was so cool. And, and this is when God, re- you know, really began to show me. Uh, blessing over burden is a model to go for is one of the teachers came through the line got food and went straight to principal Nep. and she was there standing there watching and she said principal you the mvp mm. you, you you invited these people you paid for this principal you brought them here and you're doing this for us man i love you this is mm. like helping our culture this is we needed this blessing and you did that thank you yeah. and principal Nep called me over and she just said when can we do this again yeah and we have done that same cookout at the school uh, for the past two years, once a month. So every month we're on the calendar, we're doing that. That's and awesome. it's uh, it's part of our culture, it's part of our rotation. And and our relationship with the teachers has become less like, oh, that's the church people blessing us and more of like, we're family at the yeah, school. We, we sit down at the tables and, and intersect with the, the, the community there at Schofield. That's good, yeah. that's good.
0: Give me just two other ways that you've blessed them, just practical ways that you've been a
1: blessing to the school. One way is uh, meeting a, a very real need that our principal uh, shared with us. She said, hey, there's 40 students in our school that are classified as homeless. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of a suburban area in Las Vegas. I didn't know that there, there was that many. And she said all types of different stories. Um, some live with their parents, some live with their you know friends, some live out of a car, a weekly she said, I wanna set up a food pantry here. And I said, great, what do you need to do that? And she said, we need everything. Can y'all run it and pay for it and provide the volunteers and do this graphic design and signage? And I just sensed God put a prophetic word in my heart when I first met her to say, whatever she asked for, just say yes. Yeah. That's and that's what we've always done. And God said, that's I- I- I'll meet it. That's and um, it. Let's Give me one more. We-, we built that, and that's been great. That's uh, awesome. One more is special for me that I'm excited about, and it has to do with the basketball lane. I played basketball at Schofield. Uh, their coach reached out to us. We-, we provided socks for the team each year. Mm-hmm. But this year he said, hey, every year we do a Schofield middle school basketball tournament. This year we want to do it with Walk Church. Can we call it the Schofield Walk Church middle school basketball tournament? That's what I'm talking about. And they there's actually, some there's some financial support involved ball yeah. with that because they need some help mm-hmm. but we were glad to help that and so you know it's the Schofield flying tiger dunking a ball with our church logo on it that's and awesome. we got to be able to make that happen for them so all because he was a blessing of a bird that's it man that's come on I think they the best yeah. is yet to come in that we're uh-huh. gonna still see it
0: so you played division one ball mm-hmm. you went and then so how did that you know when did you realize that it was an item when did, was yeah. it like this? it's an idol it was a void mm-hmm. like how did yeah. christ get introduced into that
1: christ got introduced to that when i'm 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 doing everything that i dreamed of i'm at james madison playing on tv thousands of people i'm getting playing time i got the new jordans i feel like this is what i'm called to do mm-hmm. from a worldly perspective yeah. and through that i've always had faith in god i just didn't know who he was yeah. i got invited to fca fellowship christian athletes come get the free pizza and check it out i'm there and got introduced to the Word of God, and said, "You know, what? I don't, I don't know what I believe. Mm. Let me explore what it actually is that I do believe." I started in the Gospel of Matthew, and it, it led to Matthew seven twenty-one through twenty-three, where Jesus says, "You know, all you guys do these different things for me, mm. but depart from me because I never knew you." Yeah, and I felt like it was a prophetic word from Jesus. It's like he wrapped his arm around me in the, in the locker room with James Madison and said, "You know, like." you can do all this stuff, but if we don't have that real relationship where I know you and you know me, you're going to miss it. And it was then that I realized on the throne of my heart was this basketball and it needs to be Jesus. Mm. And that was a tough place to be. Uh, but in the context of sports, I really feel like he redeemed basketball in my life Mm. where it was my God and it just became my gift. So over the course of the, Three years. I mean, you, I'm
0: assuming you stayed there. Yeah, right? I didn't. There. Nope. Okay.
1: So uh, I ended up transferring. I went to a Division two school in Pennsylvania called Mercyhurst, which I went from cold to colder. Hmm. And um, yeah, I'm like yeah, from I know, Vegas to. I, I know. I wanted. Yeah. I, I wanted to play East Coast, and um, it was a great opportunity to play. Hmm. And um, man, had two great years there at Mercyhurst. Okay, so you went to Mercyhurst. You know.
0: Um, did you, was you yeah. doing ministry at Mercyhurst? Mm-hmm. Do, I mean, what, yeah. what was that like? You know, I
1: had a really cool moment at Mercyhurst. I'll just share it briefly. Um, I'm there at Mercyhurst, now I'm saved and I'm leading my own type of FCA ministry. Okay. I got a couple guys I'm discipling and uh, I get word of a pastor in the Philadelphia area named Eric Mason and um, he's doing a conference with another pastor named Matt Chandler. Yeah. Uh, I bring these guys up there, I drive out there to go to this one day frequency conference. Yeah. And um, it's in that time that I, I hear about church planning for the first time. I knew that God was calling me to ministry. I didn't know what it was but Pastor Matt's saying, hey, this is the way to reach cities. Mm. It's gonna be through planting new, effective churches. And so he stays after, it was a small enough group where I got to just talk with him after. I said, man, I think God's calling me to what you were talking about at church planting. And he said, well, what city? And I said, Las Vegas. And he said, well, what's your church? I said, man, I don't got a church. And he's like, bruh, like, Mm -hmm. you need a church. And I said, if you got some direction, and he said, I want you to go find this guy named Vance Pittman, who's the senior pastor of a church called Hope Church. And get direction from him, that's a good place to start. What was so dope about it is I looked up Hope Church. Hope Church is meeting at Silverado High School in the basketball gym. Are you kidding me? Couldn't make that up, man. That was it. That was so it. you immediately you went there, yep, went got there, connected. Got connected. Did
0: you do a residency? Did you do a church planning internship? I, did. Yep. Did, I mean, how long was that?
1: Yep. So I did a two-year church planning apprentice. Pastor Vance got in touch with me and he said, We just entered into a partnership with NAM. And I said, What is Nam? You know, and I had no context of denominational life yeah. or anything. And he said, "Don't worry about it. We'll talk mm-hmm. about that later. But just know, we'd like to bring you on as a church planting apprentice and uh, help you plant in the city." All right, so you came here did two years. What was the benefit?
0: What's yeah. the What was the benefit of you taking those two years? Why not just come and start the church? I mean, yeah. you have already been doing leading the ministries at FCA at multiple different right. campuses. Yeah, you're now what three, four
1: years into yeah. your faith. Why not just kind of jump yeah. in? I myself being such a big picture dude and just, I want to just kind of be in the city, in the street, you know, making disciples, talking to people. I, it's hard for me to be in an office. Um, I needed that structure to where, what does it look like to build a budget? Mm-hmm. What does it look like to lead a meeting? How do you do a calendar for the year? I learned all those things at Hope and was able to, you know, Pastor Vance was able to just bring me into meetings, be a fly on the wall and just watch how I facilitate. Yeah. I needed all that coaching yeah. uh, so much so that after one year, I needed another year yeah. and was able to make that happen. So it was That's great for me. Yeah. So then they sent you off. Did they send people with you? How, how was yeah. that? Yeah, um, How that worked for us was mm. if, if relationships were being developed there at Hope, as long as we communicated that rightly, and those people sensed a calling, uh, they they went with us. So, how do you
0: like? How yeah. did you manage people's expectations? Here you are at Hope Church. You have big church, all the bells and yeah, whistles. Yeah. Hey, come be a part of this church plant. We're not going to offer any of those bells and whistles, but mm-hmm. we want you to labor and you yeah. know for the gospel. I mean,
1: how how did you manage those expectations? That's a good question. You know, I, I feel like uh, just being super transparent being able to tell on yourself, like, hey, I don't got it all figured out either. I just know we need a lot of hands in this bunch to make it happen. Everything was volunteer led. And so, man, it it, it taught me how to lead alongside volunteers and to go as far as we could with them and to champion them and encourage them. We actually moved from the phrase volunteer team to dream team yeah. because we said these are the people that are making the dream of Walk Church come alive. And these are the people that are bought in even if we don't got all the bells and whistles, they're here for the word, the community, the atmosphere, the, the culture of Walk Church. It just began to develop.